my listeners. Welcome to the Adventure Seed Podcast, a random roller podcast where every show is different. I'm Whitney. And I'm Heather. Out of 20 possibilities, we've rolled a nat 20 for uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Neil Schusterman, and we're reading Scythe. Scythe. I'm very excited. I'm so glad that you had to say uh, his name again. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm learning it. Schusterman. It's just Schusterman. It's pretty easy. It just yeah. was a little uh, overwhelming at first. Uh, we also rolled for drinks. Heather's having a Diet Dr. Pepper, and it was supposed to be vodka, so we're going to give her a little sidecar of vodka for future because she's on some meds because, you know, we'll tell you in a second. And uh, I'm drinking red, red wine. I didn't sing it. Red, red wine. And uh, yeah, so stick around and see what chaos we come up with today. So we promised you all we'd tell you about why I'm on meds. So let's get that out of the way. Yeah, basically, because you get a future sidecar of vodka. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so two weeks ago, well, a week and a half ago now, almost two weeks, uh, I fell and broke my hand in three places. So um, I have the coolest baseball mitt ever <laughs> that I get to wear. Um, I keep trying to do things with it, Whitney. And when I try to open doors, I just sound like a little cat scratching. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. I love it. Secretly. Um, but this all is quite relevant to Scythe that we read for the show. Absolutely. Um, because in Scythe, there, there's advanced technology. It's a, it's a futuristic-esque technology-driven world. And... Um, there's little nanobots. Like we currently live in what they are calling in their history, the age of mortality. Yes. You are very mortal. So you broke, 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 broke that thing. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Broke that thing. <laughs> it, it sounds cooler if you tell people that I broke it with whatever broguish accent you just used. I just channeled. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> you broke your arm less. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in Scythe, there are these little nanobots. And when you break something... Uh, they just come and fix you, and I need that technology in my. They're life. like nanites in your blood, right? Yeah. Nanobots that are called. Nan I don't. I don't know. I don't know science, but yeah, like it's in your body, yeah. and it just fixes you it instantly fixes. Yeah. because they're past the age of knowing death. Like yeah. death is no longer relevant. There's cures. There's fixes for everything. You can just reset your life. You can even age backwards. So let me ask y'all, would you Benjamin button it? Would you? Well, I don't think you can like continuously, but like you, you have your nanos in your body, like reset you to the but age like of 20. In theory, you could do the you Benjamin could. button. Oh, you, totally you could. Re could. You could be 25 and then go, I think the youngest you can go is 21. Yes. For, for consent, consent purposes. For lots of things yeah. though, like, because I mean, didn't we just change in the state of Tennessee alcohol or um, not alcohol, but nicotine is 21? I think it's federal now. Is it federal? Yeah, I think it's a federal law. The you have to be 21? Mm -hmm. So crazy. It's so crazy to me. Yeah. Oh, I feel like an old lady when I but say stuff like that. But you can still register for the draft. Have to register for the draft if you're male at yeah. 18. Yeah. But you don't get a cigarette now. Or, or drinking. Yeah. But you can vote. But you can die. Yeah. You can vote. 
we need you all to vote so that we can get those numbers changed and mm -hmm. things, you know. But anyway, we need you to vote for lots of reasons. Scythe, <laughs> welcome to the program, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Adventure Seed Podcast, where we just start talking about crazy stuff right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we hope you all have been well. We took an extra week uh, just because a lot of life stuff happened. And we wanted to give a little bit more time to reading a novel. But I would like to say I'm really impressed with us because the last time we rolled for a novel, like we didn't record for like three months. Yeah. <laughs> and, and every time we did finally get around to recording, we'd say, and next time we're finally going to record that novel. And then we would record another like graphic novel or a comic issue or a children's book. And every episode we'd say soon that novel's coming. It is because, because it's just challenging as an adult, mm -hmm. as an, not just an adult of age of the 21, okay. but like an adult, like to like adult lives and adult responsibilities and people are counting on you. It's hard to like sit down and read a book, but I, that's why I love my audible audible is not promoting us. Um, but why I love, mm -hmm. I love it because I can listen to all these books. So like I got through Scythe like nobody's business and was very enthralled by it. He, he is such a talented author. Yes. It was so fun. Scythe is actually the second book by him that I came to. I first came to Neil Schusterman's work by way of Challenger Deep. And for those of you that haven't read it, uh, it is a young adult novel as well. He, he pretty much only writes young adult novels. Yes, this is a young adult novel. However, it does not read like one at all. No. I didn't know that it was this, until I found out at the end. They were like, you want to read this next book in this young adult series? And I went, Heather GD? <laughs> I do, that's our rule. Our rule is not to put series on here. And you keep putting series up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, my bad. No, it's worth it. This one's worth it. Um. Sure. But um, Challenger Deep is about a schizophrenic young man who is starting to experience schizophrenic symptoms. He doesn't know what they are. And so he, he starts to withdraw and shut down. And his family knows something's wrong and they're trying to reach out. But his paranoia makes responding to his family difficult. He does end up going to a, a center for a while. But you're seeing the whole mental health experience through his very paranoid deluded mind and then he like comes out of the other side and schusterman wrote this book because his son has schizophrenia so he was writing it as a way to help teenagers understand this illness to help parents understand how to talk to their kids if they are worried about this illness and so that's how i came to schusterman's work um when i read scythe i like permanently fell in love with him as an author yeah, you all definitely need to check out Challenger Deep then because I'm also going to be doing the same thing. And uh, because I that's that's really cool. I definitely want to see that mm -hmm. point of view and to help understand because it, and it's a banned book in schools. It is a banned book. Mm -hmm. B A N N E D yep. not banned as in doo -doo -doo. Yes. Okay. No toot flutes. No toot flutes. <laughs> <laughs> we are grown-ups. <laughs> was like to be a grown-up <laughs> well an adult all right i'm checking that out because i'll definitely i definitely want to check that out okay so noting that for future reference i really enjoyed scythe a lot mm -hmm. um as i was reading it i was messaging because i went into this completely blind as i stated mm -hmm. in the last episode i had no idea what i was going into 
And I genuinely thought, because you usually like classics and old stuff. I do. <laughs> like you, I like a whole you pull stuff out of like the stuff. 1800s out. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Double finger guns that are very oh, sad. That's not too I put Agatha Christie on the list. <laughs> yeah, I took it off when it's we revamped. Okay. But fair. it can go back on. No, it's all right. Uh, something we else. Leave her in the past. Well, let's just not find like an old white lady. Let's find find a cool author. Octavia Butler. Find somebody cool. I, I think Octavia Butler fans would get mad if I said that she was old, but that's okay. No, I mean like old in time, not old in age. Oh, no, I meant like I'm saying Octavia Butler's like ancient writing now. What year did Octavia like Butler 50s, write? 50s, 60s, and 70s. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. I still thought that you that would be something... Like, that was my second thing. Yeah. You were going there, that era. <laughs> but when you pulled out something from 2016, yeah. I believe, uh, it, it's really good. It reads very much of this time. Mm -hmm. It's very applicable to what is happening today in today's news. And I see where he's going. Did you read that MIT article? Which where one? they said that they uh, they've predicted the end of time, twenty no. forty. Oh, is that the in nineteen seventy two? Not end of time, but like oh, okay. the the death of civilization as we know it. Oh. Like our current societal civilization. Okay, is going to come to a screeching halt in because it, or in twenty forty. Twenty? Are you sure it's not twenty forty two? I don't. They might have said a specific number, but it is twenty forty. Because like. Give or take a year or two. One thing I love about Scythe is that it builds on, like, the history of science fiction in general. Well, so that could be... It yeah. could have been 2042 because... I still think Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has 42... Nailed down for a everywhere. reason. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I and agree this, with If you so. like Hitchhikers, I think that you'll like Scythe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. And so for, it's not for those of you all who have, are reading or have read the Tom Farmer novels that we've... Mm -hmm. This is... In that same genre. Yes. Like, it's definitely, it's very exciting. It's, I love thinking, it's, I I really love books that tell me about the near future. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so close, I can almost touch it. Yes. It's really exciting. And I feel like this is, is right there. Yes. Like, we're nearing the end of Age of Mortality. Yes. Well, and. Or we're going to end our civilization one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> well, and this this book because it is it is science fiction it is a utopian future but it is just real enough it makes you question things and it makes you think about the things that we accept as normal and for granted um and i feel like that's what good science fiction does it it forces you to hold a mirror up to yourself and it forces you to hold a mirror up to your society um, and your beliefs and what you believe, mm -hmm. what what values do you put forth? Uh, what are you representing when you when you are a scythe? What does that mean to to which group? And that that makes a difference. Sorry if I got a little loud there. No, you're. I got close oh, to the mic. So oh yeah. Sorry. Hi. I was like, I, I don't think you got louder at all. But never mind. I'm not where our listeners are sitting. Um. Well, and and there's a second group. Well, not really group entity we haven't spoken of yet in in this book um so we have humans who no longer have to die we have the scythes who we haven't really talked about their role yet it's not going to give anything away it's it's pretty told up front in the book um you I can mean, if die. you look at the cover yeah they i mean they're not supposed to the one color that they all abhor when they are 
dressing in their robes is black so that they don't look like the Grim Reapers. Yes. But that's what they're doing. They're gleaning. They're gleaning. The, so the scythes are humans who are trained. They go through a training. Um, this book focuses on two young trainees and the training that they go through. They then have to pass a test at the end um, to become a full scythe. If you fail, you die. Um, but the scythe's job is to glean people who no longer take advantage of living life to the fullest. They're the people who are too tired to enjoy immortality. They're the people who are, are just worn down by living forever. And so, um, the scythe, the, the scythe kill the, the rest of the human population who's too tired and worn down. No. How did you interpret it? So I think that that might have been the intention of the old guard, maybe. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. The scythe were created to do this. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, yes. Within reason, yes. Was it just the just those people that wanted an out? Like I thought that they had to meet the quota because what how I understood it was it was a political choice because people didn't want to make the decisions themselves. I think some scythe are just out to meet a quota, and they don't really care who they're killing. But I mean, like I I mean, like how it was started. How it was started was just population control and to get rid of the people who didn't want to continue living. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I misunderstood. Cause like at one point they kind of like, they have like this conclave, a quarterly mm-hmm. conclave where they all meet. Yes. Um, and they, they were talking about it and how it got introduced to the mm-hmm. world, how they became. And I thought that it was very much like the political climate that we are in today, where it was very one color against the other color. And they were just fighting and fighting and fighting. I think it became and that. Okay. Um, but like, I didn't realize it started with this ideal, mm -hmm, this, this idea. Cause so for a while, um, I'm about to give away something in book two. I'm not, I'm going to stop. Sorry. Um, but what you need to know is that the scythes are the people who are legally allowed to kill people. Yes. Um, They've been voted and elected to become this body, this entity by human civilization, mm-hmm. because they don't want to get their hands dirty. Humans just want to go through stuff. They don't want to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And the scythe have been elected to be their tool. Yes. And there are some scythes who just meet their quota to help the population. And then there are scythes like Scythe Faraday, who takes this job very seriously, very somberly, um, and he does research the people that show up on his potential kill list to ensure that that he's not doing more harm than good right in his job and they're called they call themselves the old guard like mm-hmm. the old way of the scythedom they're very much uh, in line with that uh, they all go, they all have a moral code of some sort mm-hmm. and they adhere to it pretty well they don't talk about like killing and murder or not words. They say it's mm-hmm. not as bad as Voldemort, right. but it's on those same lines. Actually, I've read an article recently where they were saying that, um, that she came out and said, and now I'm saying she with a capital S and you guys know who I'm talking about. Cause mm-hmm. I just said the V word, um, but that 
her supporters feel the same way as she does, but they're just too afraid to say anything or use their voice. And so they said from that moment forward that they weren't going to use the practical names for anything anymore because they didn't want to be shown as a supporter. And so like, I'm struggling with that right now myself. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to he who shall not be named, even okay. though that's technically also the same thing, Yeah. but she doesn't have a, a sell on those words. Yes. <laughs> Cause that's just this weird grouping. So I don't know for now, I'm going to go back to that. Excellent. Have you seen that lately? I it just came out again. No, so I'm like, she's been it. quoted recently saying that. I don't know. So anyway, live on the air. Um, I got diverted. Sides. And? And um, Old Guard versus the New Way. Yes. So it, it's very much the, like, they're trying to bring up this group of rebel rousers and this guy is, is just accumulating mm -hmm. these shiny stones that are going to do his bidding. And you're it's, talking of Scythe Goddard? Scythe Goddard. Yeah. yeah. And like how Scythe Faraday is one way. And then Scythe Goddard is this new guard. Yes. That you are kind of, you're hit, you're touching on when. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the Scythe have a code. Um, their code is thou shalt, thou shalt kill. Um, thou shalt kill with no bias, bigotry, or malice aforethought. Thou shalt grant an anum of immunity to the beloved of those who accept your coming, and thou shalt kill the beloved of those who resist. When I first saw that, on, and it's printed on the back of the book, um, I was intrigued because it, it's such a religious idea that that is presented here for what the scythes are um the conclave gathering reminded me very much of some of the large gatherings that like the catholic church does to pick a new pope or that the ba southern baptists do to set their their mission or whatever i'm not a southern baptist so i'm sorry to those of you who are and i'm misspeaking about what the purpose of the southern baptist <laughs> gathering is but i think it's like to set the tone and mission of the church going forward yes. each time um, pick leaders. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so these sites operate, they're, they're a political body, but they also are almost a religious body. Um, even though they don't ascribe to a religion per se. Um, and so I found that dynamic very interesting and many mock, like openly mock religion. Yes. Because people are immortal now because death, has significantly less meaning unless the scythe is standing in front of you. And then it suddenly has a whole lot more meaning. Right. Um, and we see that time and time again, yes. how people live a certain way. Like there are no consequences whatsoever until the scythe comes mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And then you see things get sober real quick. And yeah. it's very interesting to see that dynamic. Um, but then there's another entity in this book and that is the Thunderhead the thunderhead and that to me was the most intriguing AKA entity Skynet. <laughs> yes yes um <laughs> but i think it's the most realistic for where our world is sitting right now i agree entirely it's it's essentially ai mm -hmm. that is living in what we are calling the cloud that migrates into much much mm -hmm. more as well, the thunderhead isn't in a thunderhead later just a type of cloud i know but they they even <laughs> recognize know. like in the in the 
in the history that's yes. presented in the book, it talks about how the cloud, cloud becomes, becomes this, the, thunderhead. the, thunder, the yes. thunderhead. And it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, and what I thought was, was intriguing is that the thunderhead like exists in your brain. So like you can log on, you can open a computer and access it, mm -hmm. but like, well, it's because you have chips because you, you chips. are, you are part mm -hmm. You have nanotechnology that lives in your body. Yes. You have robotic entity parts that are, mm -hmm. you are one with artificial intelligence yes. now. Um, and it reminded me of another book, I believe by M.T. Anderson called Feed. It came out in like the late 70s, early 80s. Um, but people like surgically implanted computer chips into their brain. Right. And when the feed went haywire, um, it started like killing people. Right. Um, and in that, in that society, uh, of course it's post-apocalyptic as well. Um, and like health is a totally different, like it's a very different book feed is. Um, but there was this like taking for granted the technology without any care for the consequences. And I feel like in this book, people have taken advantage of the technology and then they have put the consequences off on this group of sites. Absolutely. And like there are many times where it gets brought up and I, that's why I mentioned that they're, they call themselves the tool mm -hmm. that was elected and given permission mm -hmm. to do this. They very much are that tool mm -hmm. and those who are really good at it, they say the best size are ones who don't want to be a scythe mm -hmm. because you, you choose carefully who you glean, you're making wise choices. You are not, and you do not enjoy this to enjoy it is murder. Yes. And there are so many instances in our today's society where you have such a fine line like that, where you have uh, what is it where, where the, capital punishment yes where you can die by injection mm -hmm. um if if a jury of your peers says so well in some states are are even like going back to to more brutal methods like electrocution and right. firing squad because they don't trust the technology behind that lethal injection right and so then and you're voting like do i want to electrocute someone to death as a jury of their peers correct and we are reverting back to that society that i feel is in 2040 <laughs> that's when this came this is when this is going to hit i think the sides of is going to get elected in 2040 <laughs> or 2042 mm -hmm. if that's the magical number later in one of the later books this is a three-part series or is there yeah. five now there's three currently i i have not read the last one yet it, okay. it came out in 2019 okay uh, november of 2019 and um I own it. I have had a lot of students read it and tell me it's wonderful. I've just been really busy. Yeah, super busy. But You've on had my like... last week of summer, my goal is to read that book. Nice. Okay. So that's what we're going to do then. Maybe we'll read all three. And at some point in the future, maybe we'll put this on the list to talk about the trilogy. Mm -hmm. And you all can geek out with us. Let us know if you like it. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote down a quote. And I frequently write down quotes and don't ever say them on air. So I want to say this one yeah. because it it kind of goes in line with what we were saying a minute ago. Um, every school age kid knew of the information abuses that nearly brought down civilization before Thunderhead took possession. Wow. 
And like, that's what's being riddled right now mm -hmm. in today's time in the last two years, especially, mm -hmm. especially the last year, especially during COVID mm -hmm. where everybody's working at home and working through uh, VPNs to yeah. uh, for homework and working from home and all that jazz. And we have a kitty that's joined us today. Her name is Usagi. So she's our special guest host. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> kitty hair. But yeah, <coughs> that quote. Yeah. Well, and, and you talked about the VPNs and everything, but I also think about like the access that we give social media networks to our lives. But we don't have a choice though. Sometimes either. Like no. it's like, you can have Facebook, but you lose all of these freedoms if you have Facebook. Right. Um, and, um, I mean, we when we look at what we so willingly, knowingly or unknowingly, put on the internet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know when the last time you read, like, a terms of service agreement. I read them, and I'm like, I don't agree to that. I don't agree to that. But I really, my mom sent me a video that I have to watch, apparently. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it feels so, it feels so small and nonsensical, mm -hmm. but then we see what's happening yeah. with that information. Well, and so to give you an example, the school system that I work for, um, just switched to a third party authenticator for security purposes for all of our logins. I'm required to install that on my personal cell phone. So now I have an app that my employer requires on my phone. That app, in order to download, asks for the permissions to read all my contacts, read my texts, have ad access to my GPS, because that's just the standard app. Now, mm -hmm. does my employer have that information? Probably not, but the app does, and yeah. my employer requires that app. Right. When I go to log on to my computer... It asks, do you give your employer permission to control this this device, your organization, the permission to control this device? So I never log on from my personal laptop anymore because my employer doesn't need to control my personal laptop. They don't need to know what my Steam account says or what games I play in my free time. Like, that's just a boundary issue. Do I think my employer is going to ask to control my personal laptop? Probably not because they don't like lawsuits. But your employer is not the one that's doing something. So, like in right. in this in for using your example, my employer has I like my employer mm -hmm. is the reason that my data has gotten hacked. Yes, like they are the cause. They are the cause of my data being leaked. Yes, my social security got out there because of my employer mm -hmm. because so, they didn't have necessary right. And you know what they do? Sorry, my bad. Oops. Yeah, you know so. You know what I mean? People are all up in kitty. yeah. People are all up in arms because of this microchip that's embedded in the vaccine, and that's why they're not getting it. And I'm like, y'all, the microchip is in your pocket. You carry it around with you. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not the first person to say that. Lots of people are like, y'all yeah. are dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's true though. Well, and and those are the same people that are are playing the wow omg whatever facebook games oh yeah for sure and, and i say that because i'm one of those guilty people that plays Absolutely. those games too but like every single time you open one of those games to play it you're giving them permission to like everything on yeah. your device oh yeah whatever your device is computer cell phone mm -hmm. whatever um so but nowadays you can play or not play yeah and it's it's just very frustrating mm -hmm. <laughs> as someone who's totally obsessed with stardew valley and cozy grove and yeah Ooh, uh, Disco Elysium. You'd hate it, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, but not for you. But not for you. Steam. Oh, love Steam. Yes. Who out there loves Steam? That could be our business shout out one day. That could be our business shout out one day. They don't need any help from us. No. Maybe we could represent an indie game, though. Oh, yeah. 
and anybody want to shout us out with like a good indie game that we can do a business plug or if you and have a play. business and you would like us to plug you <laughs> let us know I mean, if you know any indie games that you want to recommend for business plugs, but also so Whitney and I can download them and play them. Cozy Grove, dude. Uh, not dude. Cozy Grove person that I love. <laughs> Still working on those those gendered words. I am. It's, it's hard. Okay. It's okay. But yeah, Cozy Grove. Yeah. Super cool. Like super cool. It's a daily task game that you only have to dedicate like an hour to each day. That's cool. And if you if you do it each day, then you do get rewards. But if you don't do it each day, it's not a biggie. And it's super cute. The art's a lot of fun. It's very watercolor driven. Ooh. And you're a spirit scout who helps these spirits on the island, uh, like, meet their deeds on Earth. Like, finish their unfinished oh, business. And then they get to move on. But all the spirits are bears. <gasps> I'm in love already. <laughs> so cute. Uh, while we're talking about <laughs> daily task games, I, this is not at all on Steam. You could download on, on your cell phone right now these games. Um, there are two games by the same developer. One is called Forest. I love Forest. I love Forest because you like have to do a task in the real world. So you just turn your forest on and mm -hmm. then you get to grow a fake tree, but they also donate money to, to make real trees. That's cool. Um, and then um, the second app that they made is called Sleep Town. I don't know that so, one. So Sleep Town... You set your bedtime and you set your wake up time and you get like a little wiggle room on each side of it. And um, when you go to sleep, you just turn on your app and click start. And while you're sleeping, your game builds a building and you get to collect different buildings and they bring in revenue in your town and you build a whole town one night at a time. That's and fun. The next morning you wake up and you click wake up and it tells you what you built while you were sleeping. And so weird. This is very relevant to be talking about on this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and so like I'm I'm one of those people that's guilty. I used I used to wake up in the middle of the night because I drank too much or whatever and I have to go pee. Um, as you do when you're getting older, two or three times a night. But I would pick up my phone and take it to the bathroom with me. And I would play a cell phone game at two o'clock in the morning and not go back to bed until 3 a.m. And then I would get up to pee around five and play a cell phone game until six and then go back to sleep. And my alarm would go off at 630. And I'd be like, I'm so tired. I can't imagine why I got a full <laughs> night's sleep. No, I didn't. I played two hours of cell phone games in the middle of the night like a crazy person. So now... I still pick it up. I'm a month into this app, a whole month into this app, and I get ready to go to the bathroom and I pick it up, and there's my little crane throwing blocks on my building. So you can't. And I can't. Oh. And then I get mad. I'm like, how dare I set this BS before I, I'm not going to set it tomorrow night. I'm going to play my game. And I put it back on the charger and I like huff off to the bathroom and I go to the bathroom and I huff back to bed. I'm asleep like within three minutes um, because I haven't had that blue light interaction. Sure. And the next morning I get my little building and I'm like, ooh, a butcher shop or ooh, an arcade. This is so fun. And I get ready to go to sleep at night and my phone's like, hey, don't forget to build something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to build something. And I do. And so I think this relates to Scythe because I need my technology in my life to regulate the things that I cannot regulate for myself. But it's also really creepy. <laughs> Like, to your point of what you're giving permission to, like, somebody is sitting there, like, it's active. So, does that, is, do, are the permissions you're giving them permission to listen to you while it's on? Like, is the microphone on? The permissions for this app asked for the entire contact list of my phone. 
I think that's it, like everyone for does that camera now. rolls and all that. But like, why do they need that for this? App? I don't know. I think it's because of the cloning. The yeah. robo calls mm -hmm. cloning phone numbers, yeah. right? So they're they're one digit off from one of your contacts. So sometimes it's my own phone number that calls me. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I haven't had that one. Happen. I always answer because I want to know what. Like maybe it's future me calling future me? past me. I, you know, I always <laughs> answer that robo call, and it is usually someone letting me know that my auto warranty is about to expire. Uh, that's so funny. There's an app called Robo Killer. Oh, fun. Which, like, supposedly kills those robo calls. But then I'm worried, like, if I block myself yeah, from calling, how would how future you sell? I know. Well, but wouldn't future you know that past you did that? Maybe. And then maybe they could. I don't know if future me would remember, though. I'm forgetful. If Bill and Ted can do it, don't you think you can, oh, do, I can it? do it? If Bill and Ted can do it, I can do it. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I want to ask you, so in, in this, you can reset. You can live as mm -hmm. old as you'd like, but you can reset back to 21. Let's pretend like we live our full lives mm -hmm. and we're out of the age of mortality. What age do you go back to? Oh, that's a good question. I would go back to 23. And why? Ooh, so when I was 23, um, I had hair down to my butt it was not dyed. It was not chemically altered. It was like glorious. nice, like beautiful hair. Just beautiful like hair. The quote unquote shiny. hair. Shiny. I mean, it was like, it was like cover girl hair. Um, it was herbal essence hair. Maybelline. Maybelline She's hair. with it. Yes. I mean, it was, like it was gorgeous <laughs> TV commercial worthy hair. Yeah. Um, it was thick. It was, it was dark. Um, it didn't have grays in it yet, but, um, the other reason I would go back to that age is because when I was 23, I was 145 pounds. That is half of what I am right now. I thought I was hideously fat, like the fattest fat. Um, I worked out all the time. I um, went through every fad diet known to man trying to lose these horrible 27 pounds that I thought I needed to lose. I never lost any of it. Um, in fact, all of the dieting that I did caused me to gain more weight. Um, but I would go back and I would love that body better. Um, just be kinder to I yourself. I would be kinder to myself. I would appreciate the 145 pounds I had instead of hating every single inch of it. Um, and, and so that's why I would go back to that age to give that body a little more love. That's a good answer. Um, I want to go back to 42 just cause I like that number and I feel like 42 is going to be my year. You're not there And I yet, know that I'm not there and it could be shite. Watch it be total shite. <laughs> no, 40, don't, don't put that into the universe. 42 is going to be amazing it will. for you. It's going to be my year. I'm very excited about it. Not only for my book work, my bookworm nerdiness, but just because like women at 40, I think are beautiful and gorgeous. And I think that they really underestimate themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm approaching 40. I'm, I'm, I'll be 38 in a few days. Well, not a few days, a couple weeks. Yeah. And I'm just really, I'm excited about the possibility. Like when 30 happened, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. I stepped out of a very bad old life and into a new life. And, um, the middle of my thirties sucked, but I'm, I'm walking into another new life. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm just really excited. I like the, I like the birthdays as they come. So I think I'm going to be really excited about 42. I'm excited to be just 40. Yeah. I thought, I thought that 30 was like, 30 hasn't been bad. Don't get me wrong. My thirties are pretty good, but 
I thought when I turned 30, I would finally feel like a grown up. And so I need 40 to get here. Cause I don't, I don't think that the, you will ever feel like a grown up. <laughs> no. I don't think you will ever grow up. And I am, that's a compliment in my, in my books, mm-hmm. it's a compliment because like you can be an adult and not be grown up. Oh, sure. no, but I mean, when I say grown up, I don't mean like stuffy grown up. I mean, like, I'm still shocked that people trust me with other children. <laughs> you suffer from severe imposter syndrome. Oh, I have severe imposter So when I turn 40, it's just going to disappear, right? Like, we like, laugh that's... about it, but that's not the no, case. It's so, like, it's legit. Syndrome. Like, you suffer from something yeah. that is unfair to you because we could have this podcast show in 10 years or 15 years or 20 mm-hmm. years and you're gonna you might say that this is the year you'd go back to because of the birth of your baby and yeah, having true. all that life and having these experiences and i would still probably say that i'm waiting on the next decade to feel like a i know <laughs> i know I, I know you well enough to know that i want i watched you go yeah. from that decade transition yeah. so i know this heather <laughs> And you need to give yourself, you need to love your body that you're in now too. Mm -hmm. And your mind that you're in now as well. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah. So we really enjoyed Scythe. So thanks for reading that with us. Yeah. I think it's time to talk about our business plug. You found this business plug. Well, I wouldn't say that I found it. I just, we were, we were really racking our brains on this one because we generally like to, we're theme ladies. Mm -hmm. I think you all figured that out. And we like things to like have loose association or something but this is just because we like it and it sounded cool yeah well and it was hard to think of other things in knoxville that had anything to do with gleaning people or (laughs) (laughs) i mean essentially you're a hired assassin they call it kill craft and i find that very interesting word choice Mm -hmm. because as a crafter like leather crafting and yeah uh you know they're kill crafting and it's just super creepy um so this uh this recording our business plug is the pigeon parade quarterly and this is an art visual art and poetry zine uh for those of you that aren't hip on what's cool zines is just a fancy way to say magazine well it's uh it is but isn't it digital it's it's usually digital paper too can paper be Paper? I think they can be paper I think or it's digital. just it's like it's gorilla yeah it's gorilla magazine right yeah. um so uh the pigeon parade quarterly is actually based here in Knoxville Tennessee and they work to bring art and poetry to the area um they allow you to become a patron and they do have an Instagram if you want to follow them they take submissions And um, what we thought was one of the coolest things is that every single issue has a different editor. I know. It's very exciting. And you can nominate people to become an editor. If you know somebody who promotes writing and art. They label it as exceptional enthusiasm Mm -hmm. for encouraging the work of others. Yes. Do you all know any enthusiastic people that want to talk about art and editing and books and writing and poetry and stuff if so and who have the skills of editing due to grammar knowledge or other sort of things like being a teacher yeah like being a literature teacher and 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 a podcaster (laughs) (laughs) nominate us to be an editor for this thing friends we would love to be guest editors for Mm -hmm. the pigeon parade i think that'd be so much fun Um, They do specify on their website that hard copies of the zine are offered as Patreon rewards through their Patreon. Um, And you can also purchase issues in person or online. 
through Union Avenue Books. And Rolla. Rolla, yes. So uh, Rolla's really cool, too, because they, they're a local business that uh, allows different craftsmen and women and different makers to sell their wares, cards, poetry mm-hmm. there as well. A lot of really cool stuff at Rolla. Mm-hmm. And Union Books. Union Books is a great little independent bookstore. Yes. We've gotten things there and it's it's a lot of fun it's on union f <laughs> i'm really excited to know that this exists because as a teacher you know making sure my creative writing students have an authentic audience and i buy your little zines that you mm-hmm. all put together through your literature club groups and yeah. they're they're fantastic little writers i'm saying little and that's only because i feel like i'm big and they're little but they're that's not the case because now they're big like me too they're out of high school <laughs> yeah. and like you really need to encourage some of them to well and, and tell write kids, and draw kids in august we're going to write for something we're not going to publish until may like that's for a high schooler that is forever away right Telling them we're going to do something in eight months, I might as well be telling them we're going to do it in 20 years. Right. Um, But if I say we're going to write this and publish it and you can submit it to the Pigeon Parade quarterly, well, now they have a much more real, authentic audience. Right. So I think that my creative writing students are going to start submitting to this. Yeah, I think it's fun. And like, I definitely think it needs to grow and become more. Mm -hmm. Uh, My friend Shana was a guest editor recently and also had a painting in the show that they had at the Central Collective uh, this last month. So it's just a really cool little thing that they're doing and they'd like to make it a big thing. So we'd like to promote it for sure. So yeah, let's do it. And uh, I think we should roll up for a book. I rolled the nat 20 this last time. So I believe. But I got to pick the book that I, was on well, our 20. You had picked it because it was that thing. I've lost our die. How did I do I it? See it's it. under my booty. All right. Okay, there you go. All right. Are we ready to roll? Yeah, I put the book right here so we don't throw it. That just thudded. Yeah, it looked. That was just me doing a, it was a, a, 16. a 16. That was me doing a raspberry that wasn't like. It, well, I mean, know. it wasn't a very like satisfactory roll sound. It just went thunk. Well, because we're using a book. Do you want to roll it again? Uh, for my Are dream. you happy? No, for, I'm happy with a 16. Happy. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I don't know what is a 16, but I'm happy about it. You're like, lady, it's away from the bottom and we know the bottom has ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Did I give did I give something away just now? Because if I no, did, I, I didn't mean so. to. <laughs> Sixteen is oh man, it's a recipe book, and we have to make a recipe from it. <laughs> do we want to do the same recipe book or different recipe books? We have to do different. Well, okay, it has to be different recipes for sure. Okay, um, I would I think. Hmm. Let's think about this one. Yeah. Listeners, you all can always let us know. Yeah, if there's a recipe book that you guys dig. Yeah. We just talked about so many the last time. Because we, like, over... Well, we get excited shared. about food. We do. And we get excited about books, too. So, okay, yeah. Well, I don't... Let's just not give ourselves any rules. We're, or, we're a random we chaos. We could say that the recipe has to pair well with our drink. Okay. Okay, so your, your drink is 11? Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, that means... Listener suggestion. Yes. All right. So my fate is in your all's hands. Well, let me see what mine is because mine might make what we, I also rolled an 11. <laughs> I, we have different lists. So let's look and see. Okay. Mine's, <laughs> mine's Modelo Espacial. Thank goodness. Which oh, is good. just beer, <laughs> but it's tacos. So maybe 
maybe, or Perishable Tacos. Yeah. Uh, maybe we have to do something that would belong on a Taco Tuesday menu. Oh, that sounds fun. You want to do that? Yeah. Since we record a lot on Taco Tuesdays. Yes. Let's do a Taco Tuesday theme. Yes. Heck yes. Ta-da. And maybe listener suggestion can be a tequila suggestion. Yes. Tell me all your favorite tequila drinks. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's exciting. So uh, thanks so much for joining us again. It looks like we are going to be reading some Taco Tuesday related paraphernalia for our next show. And I will be drinking some sort of taco-related, maybe tequila beverage. <laughs> and Whitney will be drinking a beer name that I cannot at all pronounce. Modelo Especial. Modelo Especial. I said it like I'm Italian instead si. of Spanish. <laughs> I don't know why. So follow our quest, Adventure Seed Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and wherever you get podcasts. May the dice always be in your favor. Roll well. Roll well.